Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk About Sleep Baby podcast, a podcast for tired and busy parents where we will share all of the tips, tricks and strategies to have your little one sleeping soundly again. I'm your host Ash Perry and the founder of Sleeps and Leaps Consulting and I can't wait to get stuck into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode one. Here we are. I'm so excited to be here and have you with us today. Um, Thank you so much for following along. We really hope that you get so much out of this baby sleep podcast. Never in a million years did I imagine that I would be talking on a podcast, but here we are just launching straight in. So today's episode will just be a really short one, but we're just jumping in today talking about just some general pointers that might help improve sleep overall. So that can be overnight, catnappers, just some general things to think about that you can do in your own time and space um, with your little one to help get longer stretches of sleep. So the first point is darkness. So ensuring that your little one's bedroom is dark and that goes for during the day as well. So a lot of people consider um, blackout blinds that can really help block out as much of the daylight as possible to get the longer stretches of sleep. So sometimes what happens is during the day, we have those little bits of light creeping in the side of the blinds that can sometimes be a little bit disruptive depending on how sensitive your little one is to daylight, but really trying to make that sleep environment, their room or your room, wherever they're sleeping, this goes for any age, um, as dark as you possibly can. And that can help sort of some people find that they get really good stretches overnight, but struggle to get through the catnaps during the day. So that can just be one thing that is really easy to work with, just ensuring that you've got it as dark as you possibly can. The next pointer is white noise. So not some people are a bit not really keen on introducing a white noise machine or a teddy that includes a white noise sound with it, but I am a huge advocate for it. So similar to what I was just saying about the darkness during the day, it can really help to lessen those household noises at nighttime, during the day, whenever, but also it's just a really consistent noise that your baby can um, become really it's really calming for your baby. So obviously in the womb, they were used to quite a bit of sound um, from mum being in mum's tummy. So it's a, a really positive thing to introduce quite young in age. And it just really can really, really help extend those naps, night sleeps, just that consistent noise and also blocking out the household noises that are happening around them. The next one is temperature. So all of this is kind of getting into the room environment, which are really easy things to, to, to address first and to start with. The next one being temperature. So ideal temperature, that there, there is no ideal as such. Like obviously you can't help in the middle of summer, the room's going to be warmer and in the middle of winter, it's going to drop off that little bit more. But if you aim for somewhere around about that 20 to 22 degrees, that's perfect. And then you can dress baby appropriately. So looking at the togs on their sleeping bags in Victoria, where I am, um, it's starting to get really, really cool overnight in those early hours of the morning. So a lot of people are probably finding that they're already getting their little ones into the 3.5 togs sleeping bags. Um, we're a fan of the ergo pouch but a lot of people love the love to dreams and different brands as well so look at the temperature um, think about particularly the hours of 3 to 5 a.m in the morning that's usually when the night reaches the coolest temperature and sometimes a baby will wake around that time because their sleep cycles are starting to become a little bit on the lighter surface and that if, if they've if it's dropped that that few degrees and they've woken up a little bit chilly it can be really hard to get them back to sleep after that waking so um, dressing them appropriately using a little 
oil heater or something similar um, if you're not wanting to have the central heating running all night just trying to get it to that consistent temperature where it won't drop to you know like 16 degrees at 4am in the morning and they wake up feeling a little bit chilly. The next one, and this is a really big one that I help people work through, um, routine and awake windows. So we really at all costs want to try and avoid overtiredness. So overtiredness just makes all sleep much more, it makes everything much more difficult than it needs to be. So following age appropriate awake windows, which will then sort of inform a bit of a routine for the day. So trying to get your little ones to sleep at roughly similar times each day is a really positive way to ensure you get really quality and restorative day sleeps and long stretches of night sleep as well so um, as your little baby gets older their awake window or the you know recommended awake window that they may be able to achieve will extend out usually sort of around 15 minutes to 30 minutes as each month goes on a little brand new baby might only be able to stay awake for 30 to 45 minutes at a time and then that will obviously get more and more as your little baby gets older and that helps to inform a routine and have that predictability of when their naps might fall when bed time falls wake up times fall as well so um, I'm a huge believer too in having a bit of an anchor for the day as I call it being consistent start time so a consistent time to wake up in the morning is a really great way to have that like I said predictability and babies really thrive on that as well so if it all starts with a very consistent start time the 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 naps and things will follow as well so that's another really good pointer calories so Babies who are still purely on milk, on a milk diet, whether that's breastfed or bottle fed, um, trying to get the most out of their calories during the day so that they're not waking overnight to catch up on the calories that they may have missed. So sometimes people are quite comfortable to have a bit of a cluster feed happening before bedtime and then they get the extra stretches of sleep overnight. That's a personal choice, but I would definitely recommend thinking about when your baby feeds throughout the day and ensuring that you have you are giving them the opportunity to have a long stretch of sleep overnight that isn't only disrupted by hunger so um, you might find that your baby is waking at the same time each night and taking a full feed and that 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 probably means it's genuine hunger but in the same token if they're waking only a couple of hours after you've just fed them and they're consistently waking at that time but they're only snacking when they get to the breast or the bottle it it may mean that it's just a bit of a wake up. I think I might need to be fed and they could be settled in another way. So just thinking about the calories over the course of their day. And the final one, and this only goes for babies who are, I would recommend from four months, even six months onwards, being able to fall asleep independently or self-settling. So everything else above is appropriate for babies of all ages. You're just working with their age and their and, and what sleep and awake time they can achieve. Independent sleep, falling asleep without the assistance of mum or dad to get them to sleep is something else that can really help improve the quality of nighttime sleep and day naps as well. So when they reach that four months of age if you're someone that would like to introduce some self-settling techniques again I help families with this all the time so we can do this in as in such gentle ways to ensure that it's something that aligns with your parenting style but that is one of the main reasons why babies will continue to wake up after each sleep cycle or have really short cat naps because they are turning to you again once so if they've been put to sleep by yourself by feeding or rocking or nursing whatever it is 
once they wake between each sleep cycle, they'll actually turn to you for that same thing to get back to sleep. And that goes for usually in the middle of the night as well. So when the age is appropriate, that's something that's definitely worth thinking about um, and can be a real game changer. Thank you for joining me on the Let's Talk About Sleep Baby podcast. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'd really love to connect with you so you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Sleeps and Leaps or follow us along for all of the latest episodes. Bye for now.